Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. On today's show, I have John Shafino, who is a local Tampa royalty. The Shafino name is well known. Uh, he is running for judge. What group? Group 9. Is that county or circuit? It's circuit. All right. Hillsborough County Circuit, Group 9. Yes, sir. And who are you running against? Uh, Kelly Ayers. Okay. It's just the two of you? Yes, sir. Wow. You're you're one of the lucky ones that it's just two people in the pack. A number of the uh, yeah. people that I've had on the show, there's like three and even four people. It's like, I don't even know how you play that game. So at least yeah. you, you, you can fo- laser focus on your competition and, and run a campaign a little bit more directed at that. So... Your name I've known for as long as I've practiced law in Hillsborough County. I, I, I know if you're not at least third generation, second generation attorney in Hillsborough County. How far does that go back? So my folks are actually from Rhode Island. Okay. And they moved down to um, Florida in about maybe 60, 61. And okay. I was born in, in Jacksonville in 65. And then we moved You were to- born in 65? Yes, sir. You're 10 years older than me, and you look 10 years younger than me. <laughs> no, brother, nice jeans. You look, thank you, brother. All right. Good Italian dad. Yeah. And then um, I grew up in Sefton. We moved to Sefton when I was about maybe a year and a half, and, I've, and then we moved into Tampa in eighth grade. But your father's an attorney, right? He is, yes, sir. And his grandfather, or did it stop with your father? Started, started with my father. He was, so his family, uh, my grandfather uh, came over from Italy. Okay. Um, Whereabouts? And and. My grandfather, his side was Northern Italy, Balzano. Okay. okay. And then um, on my my grandmother, her side, Southern Italy. You know, part of uh, a lot of redheads in, in Sicilian on my grandmother's side. So my wife, the Basiglios, yeah. they're the Sicilian. You I know, know the Basiglios. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's legendary. Yeah, I know family. these these Tampa names. You 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 know you run into you never meet a stranger. So uh, what true, type true. of law did your dad practice? So he he is a corporate and securities lawyer. Okay. And he does a smart uh, people law. I tell him the same <laughs> yeah. thing. That's right. And and my my uh, wife's a lawyer. She's a patent lawyer. I tell her the same thing. Oh wow, her yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, we're trial lawyers. Yeah, like, we're cavemen. Yeah, you know? that's right. So, we're, I'd say a hired gun. It's just y- yes, Tell yes. me which way to point and shoot, and I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it's, and he he worked at the SEC. He he was, and I think I, I mentioned this. I right? didn't. He he was the first in his family. He and his brother were the first in his family to go to school. Oh wow. But, you know, so he had to work his way through college, work his way through law school. And he did that working at the SEC. Yeah. So he has a securities background and he was able to, you know, to, to, to translate that into a good career in, in uh, securities and corporate work. Well, my wife's family story is probably similar in some regards to your family's story, but there is something about that immigrant uh, desire to kind of achieve, to be a success, to kind of live the American dream as it were. And you know, my wife's family, a lot of them came from farmers. They had they had the dairy out there in Brandon. And, uh, you know, my wife's father is an orthodontist, pharmacist, dentist. But uh, his one of his brothers, Norman, is a veterinarian. His other bro- uh, brother, Sammy, they ran the dairy. And, you know, they're Italian, but they're farm people. They're Brandon Italian. So it's kind of this weird mix of, you know, salt of the earth, hardworking, blue collar with that Italian personality. So it's, it's an interesting mix, but they... They basically said, I'm going to show everybody what I'm capable of and really kind of rose to the top of their, their chosen field. So, and they, and they did. Yeah. yeah the, the Basiglio family, they've done really well for themselves. So uh, you're going into law. Was that directly a result of your father or did you kind of struggle with, I want to do something different than dad or how did that, how did that work? That, that's a great question. It, it was, so my older brother's a lawyer as well. And, and uh, what's Bill, his name? Bill. 
Billy okay. Shafino. Okay. And um, and my there's one between us, Paul Shafino. He was a lawyer too, and there were that, that's a lot of lawyers adding up in the Shafino sure. family. So it was I and my dad and I are very very close. As, is he still with us? He is. We're very blessed. Yeah, okay. he's 87, and uh, we're very we we appreciate every day, and he's doing great. And Josh, he still comes into the office. My so my dad passed two years ago. My <laughs> mom so passed sorry, last man. year. Damn, I'm my so dad. Sorry, yeah, man. it was a rough couple of years. My dad yeah. was a school teacher, and then when he retired from school teaching, he decided he was going to clean houses. And because school teachers aren't paid anything, he ended up making more money cleaning houses than he did teaching school. Yeah. But he had a client every day, six days a week. Took took Sunday off, and he was a machine. And then he broke his leg, and he couldn't do it anymore. And I, I can mark. That specifically as the beginning of the end. So, is you know not having to work and still working. I highly promote. You know, if you can go in, stimulate yourself physically, stimulate yourself intellectually. That's how you you know keep keep life moving. So that's that's awesome that he's still able to do Amen. that. Amen. And my mother, it, it's we're very lucky. My mother is still with us too, and and she tells my 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 father works with our firm, and she tells us Bill and me, there's no way you can let him stop working. Yeah. She doesn't want him at home with her. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Distance and absence make the heart grow fonder. Yeah. If COVID hasn't, I'll tell you what, with COVID and the impact it's had on family law, we've seen a big uptick on, you know, divorces. And and I, I think a lot of that is directly in relation to the fact that everybody's locked in a house with each other 24-7. So, too much. Too much. Yeah, healthy marriages require people to have outside lives. So Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you're... Four, uh, one of at least four of attorneys in the family. So there, there are five kids okay. in the family. My father and two older brothers, uh, and and me. We're, so there's four attorneys in our immediate nucleus. Uh-huh. And then uh, my wife happens to be an attorney too. And my younger brother David is is a entrepreneur. He's into uh, uh, development, real estate development. Okay. Does very well for himself. And the youngest is our sister. And, uh, and she's the smartest of the bunch. She's an OBGYN. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's, she's great. And that's funny. You said it about the Basiglios. You, 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 there's a determination um, for my mom and dad both. That education was so important to them. Um, you know, and they really emphasized that with, with us and, and, and among many other things. So it was, it was important. You and want to do well. You're one of five? five? Yes, yeah, sir. so she's one of six. And I don't know if I'd use the word competition or what it is, but... You know, what's the saying? All boats rise with the tide or something yeah. like that. There yes, was sir. kind of this friendly competition, this, this you know, that I think dri- drives them to achieve, you know, oh, you're going to be a doctor. Well, I'm going to get I'm going to get this this doctorate and I'm going to get board certified here. And OK, well, I'm going to do this. And they're all like exhausting how amazing they are in their chosen fields. And I'm an only child. So I was like. I don't have to do shit. My parents are just pleased <laughs> that I'm not getting arrested or, you know, any of these things. So, you know, I've, I've just, just in spite of myself. We do, we, we, we do relish, honestly, and, I, and it, it, I'm not saying this because there's a mic in my face, but we do relish each other's successes without a doubt. We, it, it, it's a that wonderful there's, thing. There's amazing arguments around the dinner table when you exactly. get together. But we do yeah. get a, we get after it, yeah, and, and yeah. we push each other in, in good, healthy ways. So. so you said your dad did securities, your wife yes, does patent, and what do the other attorneys do? So uh, Bill is a uh, is a civil lit- litigator, okay. business litigator, okay. a lot of securities work, and he was you know president of the local bar, president of the Florida bar, so really high achiever lawyer. So he casts a big shadow. So I, I try to get after that as best I can. So right. He pushes me in a, in a real good direction, in a healthy direction. And Paul, my older brother, he worked out in L.A. as oh, wow. a lawyer for about 
about maybe eight to ten years, and then he ended up buying a client's business and getting out of out of law. What type of business was that? Steel fabrication. Oh wow! And it, it's been great. It's been great. He's got wonderful clients, and he's done really w- well for himself. We just last week we stayed down in Anna Maria. We rented oh, a house, and uh, the guy that we stay at, he's I think he's from Kentucky, and I don't think he he might have a high school education, but he did uh, like storm windows, mm-hmm. and the guy's o- now owns like ten houses on Anna Maria. Is <laughs> you know I, I've, I I I stupidly went into law thinking it was a way to make a buck, and soon found out that I could have almost done anything else and probably done better than I, you know it's it's it's, it's value I guess lies elsewhere. But uh, it's so, something wrong with us, I think. So high school, where yes, was sir. that? Sefner or? Well, so we grew up on um, on Kingsway. Okay. And, and, um, oh, for sure. Then right and, down the street from my wife's dad's office. Well, yeah. we, we so we my my uh, brothers they started nativity, and I think they may have gone to even Brandon for a year or two. But then we ended up going to, to I went through the academy. Okay. And then to Jesuit. Yeah. But I finished high school and and at uh, Westminster up in Connecticut at a boarding school. Oh wow. School. Yeah. Oh wow. All right. And then college, where'd you go? St. Lawrence University, upstate oh, for New sure. York. Yeah. Okay. Um, were you into sports at all as a kid? I you was, looked like a soccer player to me, but I, you know, we did. It, it was you know, when we were kids here. Did you grow up here? Yeah, same yeah, Pete. yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it was you know, so, we played soccer, but it wasn't. It wasn't like football. It wasn't like baseball. It wasn't. Like it, basketball. It's not. It's not accepted it, or no, followed in a way. Yeah, I agree. But we loved to play, and um, and when we were kids, I, we were we were football, baseball, basketball fans, and, and we always. We're happy to jump into a, a pickup soccer game. Yeah, and you know, and it's interesting that the sports thing. So, and, and you have kids, you know. I, I we're do, Facebook yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. You got two beautiful yeah, kids, yeah. a little boy and a little girl. That's right. right. Yeah, I have, I have a little boy and a little girl who are, are now twenty and eighteen. You know, so oh, not wow. so anymore. It's heartbreaking. It happens in like a week. Yeah, but um, you know, so we're trying. So as they were growing up, I, I are they both out of the house now? The my daughter just graduated from Plant and she's picking up her diploma tomorrow. Oh wow! She's heartbroken because there's you know no graduation. What a bummer! Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. They're kids, you know. She yeah. just turned eighteen and, yeah. and she's still a little kid. And then I have a twenty year old who is home from college. He came home in March and and uh, we just found out last week that he's actually they're they're both going to the same college in the fall. And um, they're what gonna college be on is that? Dartmouth. Oh wow! I've been Hanover. And that was one of the things uh, Liz, Jack, and I have connected on is, is her daughter is a uh, is a Dartmouth kid too, freshman. So she's the same age as my kid. So yeah. Liz, Jack, we spoke about her briefly before, but she and I started over in Pinellas County at the state attorney's office at the same time. So I've known Liz, oh, Liz forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested. You know, I, we, I, last night we were coming back from the beach, and I was I was uh, bemoaning how exhausted I was, and my my mother in law was. Saying, you know, I know it's tiring, but enjoy it as much as you can right now because when it's gone, you're going to wish you had it back as far as your time with your children. But how how are you acclimating with the idea of being empty nesters or going back to a, a home with just the two of you in it? You're going to start picking up a, a hobby, or <laughs> I'm sure you got plenty of work. Well, I mean, if you get the bench, then you're going to have your plenty of orders to write. So it, it's, um, it, you know. I was about to say it's a great question. I could spend the whole podcast saying it's a great question. I mean, that's, you ask great questions. That, I'm, that's an, I'm an amazing that's podcast. You do? Yeah, I got the questions. I got good no, questions. That, that's what I do. Um, so, but that's, it is a great question because for, for me, it was, you know, coaching my little kids when they were tiny, and, and it was awesome. And I coached them at Little League, you know, softball, baseball. I coached them in soccer, and I coached them in lacrosse. I spent a ton of time doing that. Lacrosse. And literally, the the greatest joys of my life was, yeah. was doing that. And lacrosse was funny because 
my son's playing up at Dartmouth now. Yeah. You know, and it, I it, picked that up at UCF. I got up there. I was like, they don't do sport. this in Tampa. They don't do this. At that time. Now UT's got it and some other people. But I, I, I was physically fit at the time. Not anymore. <laughs> but I was a bigger guy. So I was a long stick man. So I would just yes. go around and smash everybody. Very I important. I had those great bruises yeah. all over my forearms and yes. shins from the stick. And I couldn't, I couldn't catch or throw a ball. But I could, <laughs> I could knock people over. So that was my... But I love lacrosse. It's so much fun. And we do, too. And, and my son, which escapes me, he plays goalie. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know someone why. Someone hurling that ball I, at you. you. Know, yeah. and, and particularly up at, at you know, at, in college, these are kids who are throwing it, you know, 100 miles an hour. And Dartmouth, I have to imagine, is a pretty... It's D1. Yeah, it's, yeah, It's yeah. big boy lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. But he loves it. And, it and, and so that was really a lot of fun, and it was it was well-spent time. And... Um, you know, my son and I, it, it, we kid my daughter, too. She gets after me, is, uh, you know, the, the Cats in the Cradle song. Mm-hmm. You know, my son used to, he loved that song, and he yeah. listened to it. And I told him one time, listen to the words. Yeah. Listen to the words. He listened to the words. He started bawling yeah, his yeah. eyes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we, we tell ourselves, the three of us, my, my uh, son and daughter, is no, there are no cats in the cradle here. So. Yeah. And so, so it's been a great run. We keep in touch. My son, he's a rising junior. Um, you know, and I got up to Hanover a couple of times to watch lacrosse games. So I see him, and, and we're very connected. And my daughter, I, you know, it's going to rip my heart out when she leaves in the fall. It's rip a weird, my heart out. It's a weird relationship, I, and I've tried to explain it without it sounding perverse. But I've the, the the only way I can explain it is my daughter is like my second wife, and I don't mean that in any kind of a perverse no, I know, manner. I know, but she holds me accountable the same way that my wife does. She's got my heart the same way that my wife does. There's this. You know, they're, they're, you see all these memes on Facebook of uh, fathers and daughters versus fathers and sons where the dad's, like, holding the daughter very, you know, carefully. And with the son, they're, like, bouncing him off the ceiling <laughs> and throwing him in the air. And it's true, you know, uh, but I've, I've had so much enjoyment being the father of a little girl. She's oh. my older one. She was who I got to have first. And I'm glad that I did because there was a period of three to four years where it was just us and there was a great bonding there. And now my son... Everybody loves my son and crowds around him and thinks he's the cutest <laughs> thing in the world. But it's funny because the other thing that's great is she kind of snitches on my wife. And what I mean by that is I know what my wife's pissed off at me about, even if my wife doesn't say anything because my daughter will say it to me. And I know my wife's been saying it about me around my daughter. So she'll come in. And I was like, I'll go to my wife. I was like, I'm sorry I didn't bring my my shoes up the stairs when I went upstairs last night. I, I'm a clearly, bad man. Clearly that was something that you two have been talking about today. So I always love that she kind of telegraphs my wife's punches for me so yep. do you what, what hobbies are you in anything now is it, i mean are you you know what what how do you spend your time when you're not in the courtroom so over the the past bunch of years i've been involved in different whether it, it be community activities or bar related activities right. so I'm, I'm vested in in committees with with the uh, florida bar and committees locally with hillsborough county bar and so i spent a lot of time doing that you look fit you look i mean do you, you. you paddleboard run where i mean what's I, your thing you I, have I, a- I do i work out a couple of times a week i run not as often as i should and uh, my wife and i do pilates every sunday oh do you do pilates yeah yeah uh my i don't know if you know angelia Waygood. uh it was angelia castellano she teaches yeah, pilates yeah. over there on davis island and that's that's amazing it's crazy because so my drive to and from work every day is bayshore because i'm a ballast point guy For sure oh, and my yeah. office is here so i drive bayshore and since this COVID has hit it's like you can't even run bayshore anymore yeah. it's like a crowded it's like being at a <laughs> one of these rave. festivals that everybody's trying to cancel these music festivals like you're gonna have to find somewhere else to run now 
Not it, to mention, it's like every two weeks someone's getting hit by a car. Or, no, or I don't. Anything. I don't run on. I, you know, and I know it sounds uh, reactionary, but I, I'm not going to run on Bayshore. I, yeah. I, I, can, I live on Davis Island. I'll, I'll just. Oh go, well, you've I'll got, run a loop. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you yeah, go. I'm not going anywhere. So anyway, so then law school was where. And so I took a couple of years off after. Do you yeah, travel the world, or did you, you work know, I, and work? It, you know, so I, I I wasn't sure about the law school thing going back. You know, I really wanted to take my time to make sure it was the right. I wasn't doing it because my dad did it, and my brothers did it. I really wanted to to take some time off, so I took two years off and I lived in Sun Valley, Idaho. Oh wow! And I I skied for oh. and and. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I've got like 100 ski days in over the couple oh, of years. Wow. And I worked in a ski shop with really nice people. And in the summer, worked at a golf course. And it was good. It was just, you know, cleared the head. And, it, and so, you know, so my kids ever say to me, I want to take a year off. I'm going to you know, go for it. it you know. I took a year off and I worked in the restaurant industry. And everybody worked. Let me let me be careful how I say this. <laughs> there was a lot of people who worked to make enough cash to go drinking and buying drugs that night and then do it all again Fair the enough. next day. I'm sure that's not the case for everybody. I know that there's people that make a good living off of it to support their families, but a lot of the people that I worked with were of a similar age and it just was this circular thing and I was like, I can't Correct. this is yeah. not what I want my life to be and and luckily uh, it was at Cha Cha Coconuts, yes. owned by Richard Gonsmart, and oh, it was yeah. at the old pier in St. Pete. And it was the year that they had the Sweet 16 in St. Pete. And Dick Vitale and ESPN, they all did their show from the the patio. And I was a bartender, so at Stetson, when I went to Stetson, you had to pay to get your seat. Your initial payment was like six hundred, seven hundred bucks. And so I was all worried that I was going to have enough money to pay for my seat, and I made it in tips in one night when. ESPN telecast from the, I was like, well, this is meant to be then. So, um, but, but I, in doing that one year, it wasn't as cool as skiing or, or working on a golf course, but I definitely saw what I didn't want to do. And, and, and it's, it's a great two years, but I still have buddies, you know, and this was, this was 30 years ago, you know, 25 years. I still have buddies who are still out in that there. Life. Who, yeah, they didn't, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and it was good for them and, and, and they're happy. So but, then where did you go? Did you answer? And, oh, and then, so at that time I was, uh, very interested in, in environmental issues, and I wanted to go to either Lewis and Clark in Portland or uh, Vermont Law School. Oh wow! And, and two, they had the, and they have wonderful environmental law programs. I ended up going to to Portland, Lewis and Clark. How was that? Fantastic! I have dreams of that part of the country. I've Beautiful never been out that jobs. way. Yeah, it, yeah, really enjoyed it. And and the law school was right on a uh, on a, a beautiful park, Tryon. Park. There's a lot of hiking out there. There's Absolutely. Ski, there's skiing nearby, too, isn't there? You go to Mount yeah. Hood yeah, yeah. or Bachelor, and, yeah. and you know, there's old-growth forest between Portland and, and the coast. Yeah. And the, and the we have beautiful beaches. I'm, I'm you know, our beaches. it's a different type of beach. Completely. Yeah, yeah. Completely. They have these beautiful cliffs and right. massive rocks, and, and it's, well, freezing water. I mean, sure. you know. I was just, uh, so my daughter, when we were down at the, the Anna Maria, my wife enrolled her in a surf camp at That's West so Coast cool. Surf Shop. So she was surfing every day. So when she'd come home, I was showing her laird hamilton uh mm. videos and i don't know if you've ever seen ryan riding giants but uh there's a portion have, of it I where have. they're they're surfing like out in san francisco where you have to jump off these cliffs and you have to wear like inch thick wetsuits because it's freezing cold water it's like you have to be really committed to get in the water <laughs> there you have to like really want to get in the water here it's like a board shorts and you're fine but there it's like you know you got to be really down for it so yeah, man. anyway so uh Three years in, two and a half years in. How how long were you in law school? So I, three years. Okay. Did you do any moot court, uh, law review, trial team, any of that kind did, of stuff? Did um, uh, I didn't do uh, law review. I tried out for moot court. I didn't make moot court, and uh, you know, so I tried to do all those things. I was a good student, 
Um, but I wasn't, uh, you know, top 10%. I was just outside of that. Right. So I tried, but I didn't. It was all good. And fine. what was your first job out of law school? So I came back to uh, Tampa, and I went to work in Tampa with, okay. with the firm then was called Williams Reed. Okay. Uh, Weinstein. Who was the Reed? You know. uh, Jim Reed. Okay. Transactional guy. It was with Reed and Black, I think, okay. in, in the late 80s. And that became Williams Shafino. Sure. And, and I worked at Williams Shafino until 2012. And then we merged into a bigger firm, Burr and Foreman. Okay. And then uh, about nine. Is that where Mangione works? That's where Ralph yeah, works. Okay. Yeah. And and Ralph was with us the whole time. Okay. I was with Ralph since I began in '95, all yeah. the way up till till. I love I I I've, I stole I I love the language in his motion to strike. I use it constantly because he talks <laughs> about like salacious this that and the other. I love doing it because it just it sounds so bureaucratic the yeah. way you know it like kind of cuts right to your soul. You know, he's anyway. a, a good good. He's, he's a, a great good, attorney. Yes, he's sir. an interesting character. You know, every time yes. I yeah, yeah anyway. And then we left and we left in 2000. We left Burn Foreman in 2018. Uh, my brother, my father, and five or six other lawyers from Burn Foreman were at Gunster Yokeley now. Okay. And that's been a nice, nice fit for us. Okay. And so this, as you mentioned, uh, is your first uh, and hopefully only, you know, shot at, you. At, the, at the bench, right? Yes, sir. All right. So I've, I've seen that as a blessing and a curse because I think a lot of people that have tried this before and are coming into it thought they were coming into it with experience that was going to help them in their campaign only to have the rug pulled out from underneath them and say, okay, everything that you knew before about running for judge locally, we're going to completely disregard that now. And now you got to do this. So uh, do you, do you, have you contemplated that at all as far as um, strategy coming in? I think you, you are exactly right. I think for, for the, for my colleagues who are running again, they, even with, with everything turned upside down, I still think they have an advantage and a good one. And I'm glad, you know, go well, for it. Well, for sure. Yeah. If not just emotionally, but I, yeah. That's yeah. a great point. Being too. hardened and kind of. Yes, sir. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm becoming a pro at interviewing prospective judges because I get to hear and talk about the same thing a lot. And one of the things that I often hear is everybody's got an opinion. <laughs> everybody's telling you what you should be doing. And at a certain point, you've got to kind of. Not put on blinders, but kind of be selective in, in who you're listening to and what you're implementing, because otherwise you're going to be, you know, running in circles. So and so, it, but but you're right. It is so. You know, candidates who ran before, uh, there's there's a certain you know that they can reach back and, and and on their experiences and that and that's helpful for them and that's great. You know, I, I would do the same thing. But this is you know this is a strange time. Everything's turned on its head. Um, this isn't even campaigning outside the box. It's just a whole, you know, new paradigm. I hate to use the word, but, but it is, it, you know, you need to be really creative, uh, on how to campaign and that these podcasts are, are fantastic opportunities. So, well, yeah, you, you got to put yourself in front of a lot of people without yes, being sir. in front of a lot of people. So how do you do that without spending, you know, buku bucks on, I don't even know if you got, I don't see many judge commercials or did is there any rules against that, or you can do it? But I, it's just maybe the return on investment's not there, or I, something like that. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think you'll see any. You might. I don't think you'll see any commercials. You'll see a lot of mailers. Yeah. You'll see a lot of signs. Yeah. You'll see some advertising in papers. Um, and I think we're all doing the same thing. These, you know, these aren't like John trade secrets here. I, I well, think, right. But the thing that you used to be able to do is go and speak to a large group. You yeah, know, speak yeah. at school, speak at a you know. A, what a chamber, like, yeah, chamber chambers, of commerce, all, that, yeah, yeah, all, the, all, all that type of stuff. And so now you can't. But, uh, you know, it's impre- what, this this part of, of the process, all of my colleagues, I see them on Facebook, you know, you've been asking about 
this election and who I would recommend. So here are my picks. And I used to do that, but I've specifically decided not to do that since I've had the podcast because I feel like, well, I've spent the time talking to these people. Why don't you go and listen to them and make the decision for yourself? And I think that's a big part of it because, you know, with the judges, not that it's not an important position, but I feel like people don't pay attention to local politics the way that they should. And people don't pay attention to the judge races as much as they should. And especially with the circuit bench, you know, unless you're in circuit civil, you're, your divorce is going to be heard by this person or potentially your liberty is going to be taken from you by this person. So it's kind of important to know what their temperament is. It's kind of important to know what their personality is. It's kind of important to know what their experience level is. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but, you know, if so much of it's decided by, are you first or second in your (laughs) box or are you a man or a woman? You know, I've, I've spoken with certain candidates that have told me that, you know, generally if the people don't know the candidates, the, the female tends to get, you know, the vote, which I, you know, I'm all for, you know, affirmative action or whatever you want to call it but at the same time i think it should be judged on its merit so that's you know why i like you know like doing this is just to hear someone's voice to hear the personality so in any event enough about me no no but it it is you're exactly right and that's what what we try to do when when people ask questions questions that we can't answer yeah we 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 try to direct the, the the voter to Anything, you know, whether or not there's a, a forum interview that's being replayed or, or this, this podcast, you know, go listen to who I am. Listen to me answer these questions because nobody's going to answer the question you're asking. Sure. No one's going to tell you their position right. on, on abortion. For, yeah, yeah. You can't touch yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And politics, I can't touch that. You know, are, are you a Trump supporter? My goodness, no candidate's going to answer Be that question. Be able to tell you right. No. So to try to figure out who we are. Well, so, you know, if, for to each his own, you know, some people want experience, some people want temperament, and not, not to say that those two have to be mutually exclusive, but, you know, some of the people that I've really been impressed by, there's a depth and breadth of knowledge or experience that I think is important. You, you know, that's that's one. But I also think temperament and personality are a big one because it's it's that position is such a magnet for ego and narcissism. And I'm not critiquing the bench, but I'm just saying there's definitely people who can be seeking that position as some sort of a power trip. And those are the judges that I hate practicing in front of. Because, you know, as I said repeatedly in these interviews, you're dealing with, if not life or death, pretty big chips, like we mentioned, you know, divorce, your family, time with your children, child support, alimony, your marital estate, or if it's criminal, it's going to prison or going to jail. You know, with with circuit civil, it's big monetary judgments that can change the course of your life. It's 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 I don't want to say ugly, but it's 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 big. You're playing with big, big chips and it can be made a much better experience by the person running that courtroom. So oh, I, 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 I couldn't agree more. I think it is. It's incumbent on the ju- I think if you have a judge. And, and, and you know, voters will hopefully try to get to know a, know the the candidates. But but I think you want a judge who's humble. I, I it, it, a judge has to be humble. Judge has to have empathy. I mean, this is a traumatic experience. Yeah. For for the litigants. Yeah. No litigant, whether whether it, it just like you said, it could be a civil dispute, it could be a criminal dispute, family law wills, you know, wills and trust mm-hmm. disputes. Those are very taxing. You need a judge who's empathetic and and respectful of everybody in the courtroom. Um, you know, so judicial temperament can mean a lot of things, but I think those are important. That has to be part of the calculus. When were you sworn in? Uh, in, in Oregon, when I graduated in 94 in Florida, 
uh, January of 96. So overall, you're getting close to 30 years doing this. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah. yeah I'm getting old. Well, I'm just, you know, <laughs> getting back to the depth and breadth of experience, you know, you know, I think it was Agreed. Greg Green or I forget who it was that said, there was someone who had an opinion that, that, that really 20 years is the magic number to be kind of in practice before you should run. And now obviously that's not, you're not going to find that written anywhere in any kind of rules, but you know, just to have seen enough, to have experienced enough, and I'm sure there's exceptions to that, but obviously at pushing 30, you, you, you've got that part of it down. Now, Agreed. as far as uh, the the depth you're there, the breadth, what types sure. of things that were, were you doing at these various firms that you talked about? So over right now, my, my practice is a business litigation and trial practice. Okay. And I, and, and I would tell you, it, it's a little unusual. I, I've had the good fortune to actually try a lot of cases. And, right. And, and like injury cases, PI cases, they try cases. And in criminal cases, obviously, they, they try a bunch of cases. So in talking about a business practice, you know, if I'm trying a case a year or, or maybe even two in, in a year, that's a busy litigation practice for guys for who, sure, who yeah. do what I do. So I've been able to do that, and I've practiced, and I've picked a lot of juries. Over my career, I've worked in a bunch of different areas. I've done family law, working with Ralph for yeah. years. Um, very good at what he does. Uh, David Weinstein and Rob Williams, two two of my mentors, two people I worked with, they have very high end white collar criminal defense work. Mm -hmm. um, David Weinstein has a, an, had a an excellent environmental law uh, practice, both civil and criminal, and Rob a lot of healthcare work and criminal. So I've I worked with Rob. You've and occupied David. all those fields of exactly, times. and yeah. and 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 I have a, an active practice. We do. Um, and in fact, I have a couple of cases now that are, are disputes involving wills and, and trusts. Oh yeah, and um, and I do some work with with um, Penn State University. As odd as this sounds, where they are the beneficiaries of a lot of trusts and they get involved in a lot of disputes. Oh wow! Yeah, I have a buddy who works. She's general counsel at the University of Pittsburgh, and and I do their their trust and, that's, and that's beneficiary work. I know it's it's unusual, but at least it's it's an it's an important area of law. We have we have judges designated to handle that area. Um, well, yeah, I mean, as I've learned through this process, I understand that generally when they're able to, they try and put the new judges in family law because they try and avoid them having to deal with the jury right out of the gates. <laughs> yes, sir. Because right. that's a, a different uh, dynamic on top of just being a judge. You know, with family law, it's a bench trial, so you're just dealing with the attorneys and the litigants, whereas criminal, and depending on the type of civil, you're going to have to pick a jury, and there's just added stuff there but uh that's right yeah that's right. family law family law is is one of those things you know it, it's i've had i've had a lot of great conversations about it i've had both the lundy brothers in here i don't know if you know the lundy I, I, yeah i like but, them very but, much but well they're very intelligent and, and lawyers, a lot of people. a lot of good views on ways that maybe the system could be changed and how it deals with time sharing and parenting and all of these these types of things but it's emotionally a very taxing area to practice and, and an area for judges too. And I've seen a lot of judges come in from other areas and it just burn them out real quick. So um, the spot that you're running for, is that somebody retiring? It, yes, Greg Holder. Oh, wow. Okay, he, yeah. He's retiring. No, he's a, he's, he's a character, yeah. He, he, <laughs> did, he did Veterans Court he right did. before Cianti, right? Yeah, yes, he did. And I had him in felony too. I don't, I don't, th I don't remember him ever doing family law. I, I don't remember. I tried... One of my first cases was a trial in front of Greg in, in 2001, right right around 9-11. That's where I remember that. Um, and, I, and then I think he was in criminal for a while, and then I think he came back to civil. But I don't yeah. ever remember him being in family. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But it would be okay. I wouldn't, you know, it's funny. People, you know, just a, a year ago, you know, I, I, was, I was negotiating a marital settlement agreement, again, with help of family lawyers. Sure. I yeah. wasn't. Um, 
So, I, you know, and people look at me and say, gosh, wouldn't that be just a terrible thing if you had to serve in the family court? I, you know, no, I, I'm, I really don't feel that way. And look at Wes Tibbles, you know, Judge Tibbles is, is um, yeah, know, he's really embraced it and, and, and he's doing a, a wonderful job with it. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think a lot of it is personality. I think yeah. a lot of it is psychology. I think there's a healthy way. I think you need to protect yourself. I think you need to mm. kind of be able to put it in a, a place, have some boundaries as far as bringing it home with you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, it's funny. I always, one of the client, the, the, the questions I always get when I'm doing consults with clients is how many trials have you won? I was like, well, I don't know how to answer how many trials I've won in a divorce. If you're asking me how many people got divorced, virtually all of them. You know, how many people lost money, virtually all of them. How many people didn't get to see their children as much as they, you know, it, it's not it's not a good area of law to get um what 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 are those that you have clients do uh not referrals, but uh where they go on Facebook and they What's the phrase that I'm looking for? Anyway, no one's ever happy when they're coming out of family law. No. You know, very no. rarely, unless they're getting out of an abusive situation or something like that. So, yeah. you know, people don't reflect, you know, with criminal, if you walk somebody, if you acquit them, they love you. If, you know, you defend somebody against a civil lawsuit and they don't have to pay billions of dollars, they love you. The best job that you do in family law, usually they're they're still losing. So. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's unhappy. That's right. That's it is right. tough. That's right. So have you talked to the judges at all? Uh, kind of asked them, you know, what you should be doing, what you should be looking out for, you know, what it's like, that sort of thing? You know, one of the things I've heard from a couple of judges is exactly what you said um, is not a, a detachment, but, but you need to be able to, to close the books. And, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know, these aren't your clients anymore. These are decisions you need to make, uh, and often tough decisions, but you need to leave it at work. Yeah. Um, and that's that. As lawyers, I, I have a hard time doing that now. As a lawyer, I'm constantly thinking about, you know, I, and and, you know, I it, the challenge I've had is is I'm still practicing law, and that's been that's been tough. So I'm trying to juggle these two things. So at night, I'm thinking about, you know, do I have a forum coming up this week for the campaign? Right. Right. But you know, then I've got I've got a, an evidentiary hearing in front of a Zoom evidentiary hearing, which is crazy you know, coming up in front of Judge Barbas. So it is, um, you know, so I need to be better at that. And, and, and you know, if, if people are going to ask me what's wrong with me, I think I need to be, I need to be better at that. Well, I have heard some, some not complain of, but at least reference that it is somewhat alienating because you're kind of removed from your colleagues and friends to the degree that you were as an attorney where you could go out and do more things socially or kind of walk down the hall and talk to people when you're a judge, it's kind of you and your J and yeah, you know, you have true. to get used to that part of it. But then the other part of it psychologically that I think would be difficult is as a litigator, you get to pick a argument or a philosophy and promote it. You know, this is what we're saying the facts are. Whereas a judge, you're having to say, well, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. I mean, you're actually having to go on record as, you know, the buck stops with you. So yeah, I got to figure this out. Yeah. Cause, cause I often, you know, I'm famous for saying, I don't know if this is true or not true, but you know, in the absence of knowing that, you know, this is the case that I'm making, whereas you've got to kind of make that decision. So I, I, ha I have to imagine there's got to be some anxiety there that would come with that. There, you know, and, and two things about the, the judges getting isolated. I could totally see that. And, and, and there are some judges who do a great job staying engaged with the bar in the community, being serving on boards, uh, you know, Judge Figueroa. I, I I see Judge Figueroa all the time. You know, yeah. we, we sit on boards together, committees together, and I think that's a good thing to do. And I, I if I'm elected, I'm going to continue to do that. I, I love serving with the Florida Bar, and I love serving with the Hillsborough County Bar. I sit on 
I sit on the Hillsborough Association for Women Lawyers Board. I, oh, wow. I would love to keep doing Very that. Very cool. Yeah, the Tampa Hispanic uh, Bar Foundation Board. I would do that. Um, so I think that's one way to, 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 right. to deal with that. And, sure. and, 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 you know, keep yourself in check. Right. Um, and, you know, as far as, as uh, uh, making the decisions, I, you know, you know, my thought process has been moving in that direction for years now. You know, I started um, a certified mediator, and which has been a lot of fun. Um, so I've been starting, you know, I've been moving in that direction of, uh, you know, there's solutions here. There, you know, there are arguments, good arguments to be made on both sides, certainly. But, but you know, oftentimes you can find an answer here. So right. I think I'm all right. I think I'll be all right with that. In your view of how things should go, I'm, I'm a big proponent of moving forward. We really need to change the way that we're practicing law. I think these status conferences, these case management conferences, a lot of these non-evidentiary hearings really could be done via Zoom mediations and, you know, I just when you think of the rigmarole that goes into everybody coming to a court docket every day between the parking, the gas, the car, the security, all this stuff, it's I, you know, it, it's funny. It takes something like this to kind of shine a light on it. But I think it's kind of ridiculous how much of that is unnecessary. And it seems unnecessary now through this process. Is that something you think about? And I mean, you're going to be coming into a new bench just philosophically because I think they're going to have to do a lot of that stuff. I, you know, I, I would love to talk to the lawyer who thinks that this isn't going to permanently change what right. we do. Because I think we, we all recognize that, that when used properly, that this is a good thing. I, because I agree with you. And, and I've mediated a few cases over the last few months. And I'm I, loving them on Zoom. They're the I, best thing ever. I got to tell you, I was skeptical in the first one. Uh, you know, we, I've mediated four cases and, and three of them settled. And the other one shouldn't have settled. Yeah. You know, so it didn't have anything to do with being Zoom. Right. And and so there was really no challenge because I'm not I'm not it's not a deposition. Um, you know, I don't need to look in somebody's eyes and really measure them. I I, I can still say everything I want to say. Right, right. And, and and so I agree, that's been effective. Um the only it, problem I've had with the mediation on Zoom is the confidentiality because yes. you see that you see the the party's eyes like looking off. Cameron's like, who are you talking to right now? You can't well, have anybody I, in the room with you. <laughs> I, and I think, okay, so, all right, th- and that brings up another point because I think, and I agree, uh, you know, all of these, almost all of these hearings, you know, particularly CMCs, um, UMCs, can be be handled via Zoom, yeah, right? without a doubt. Um, I did have a a, a, a th- carried over three days evidentiary hearing in front of Judge Barbas, uh-huh. and and it was contested, and there were documents, thousands of pages, and, and he did a great job. Because uh, it was that gives me a headache even thinking about it. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and I, I was, I was, but but we had to move. We had to do this, and, and it wasn't something we yeah, could wait. Yeah, sit around and wait. Yeah. And the other side, I, I was ready to push it off, but the other side wasn't interested in doing that. And and so we did it, and and um, and I was cross examining a, a key witness, and and you know from our perspective, the, the bad guy, and uh, and that was challenging. Yeah. And, and, and because I, I I couldn't measure him, I, I couldn't look him in the eye. But, you know, Judge Barbas had to make a finding, and, and it was a credibility finding, and he did it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as a as a litigator, as a trial attorney, there's that rhythm you get in, especially yes. on a cross where you're, you know, you're, you're back and forth, back and forth. And it's hard enough when you're in a room together, but when you're on Zoom or there's a delay or someone's talking, it's just you can't get that you know, that harmony, that rhythm that you get in a trial setting. And it really messes with people who like to try cases because exactly all the wind in your sails is stolen. You know, it's just a lot more um, medical kind of, you know. And there was somebody, I, you know, it's funny because you said it, but I'm, I was convinced while I'm asking him, I'm asking these questions. 
there's somebody next to him yeah. whispering or handing him yeah, notes because yeah. he kept looking down. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, sir, what are you looking at? Yeah. Nothing. I'm just looking down yeah. to think about the answer. No, yeah. no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not perfect, but I, I, I definitely think, you know, there's a lot of ways we can go with it. Mike Lundy had a good point. He's he said a lot of these things, I just think you could have judgments on the pleadings and not even need to do a Zoom hearing. Like some of this in, in family law, some of these issues, you know. Did someone not produce their discovery in time? I mean, you did or you didn't. It's in the pleading, you know. Yeah. Do we need a hearing? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I it, you know, in, in Pinellas County, they they have that, the local rule where certain pleadings you don't respond to or certain motions you don't respond to. Yeah. You know, judge can rule on the on the paper. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah that ain't a terrible thing. No. Yeah. It's interesting. So, uh, your your family are they behind you on this? Are they out? Are they are they helping in any way? I mean, I guess your kids got their own things going on, but I mean. Are you putting out signs together, building signs together, passing out T-shirts together, any of that kind of stuff? Yes, it, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and and my son and daughter are they've been wonderful. They they go out and they plug the signs in, they hand out the signs. You know, you got big signs, so they'll they'll dig the holes for the big signs. And I've been out with someone them was doing telling it me what a nightmare it is to put those big <laughs> signs together. You got to go get the lumber and build them and do all the stuff. I think it was Joe Justice from uh, it's Pasco. Real. He's like it's he's like real. those big signs are a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. for real. So we we've but we've. We have a lot of signs out there, so it's been it's been pretty good. Good, it's been a lot of fun. Family's been great. Well, um, for those that are listening, I want to give you the opportunity to tell them, you know, what it is about you that you feel makes you uniquely qualified for the position, what people can expect for you, what your strengths are, that sort of thing. Thank you. Um, so, a couple of things. I, I've, like I mentioned before, I, I've had the good fortune of trying a good number of cases, and and in trying those cases, I've earned a reputation as a lawyer who practices civilly and professionally, a good lawyer, um, and a lawyer who's capable of, of digesting and understanding complex issues, right? And, and not that this is the end-all, be-all, but as a result of that trial practice, um, you know, I've been recognized by my peers in different ways. Um, 2019, the 13th Circuit presented me with a professionalism award, and I, I do think professionalism, not, professionalism is important not only for lawyers, but my goodness, you need a judge who was going to behave professionally and, and with integrity. And in 2017, the Hillsborough Association for Women Lawyers gave me their professionalism award. And I've been recognizing best lawyers, uh, Florida Legal Trend, and um, Florida Super Lawyers for reasons that escape me. They've designated me as a top 100 lawyer in the state of Florida for the past two years and top 15 Tampa Bay. And, and, and again, that's not the end-all, be-all, but I think the citizens of Hillsborough County want a, a, a judge who's respected by his peers because they're... They're the ones that have seen us in the trenches, you right? Know? And, and and they get us and, and battle tested, yeah. Yes, sir. And and they and they know who we are, right? Uh, for better or worse. And and I think the citizens want a, a, a judge who's respected in the community. And and I think my track record over my career, my trial record, um, and the recognition I've I I, I mean it hurts. I, I really don't like talking about it, but it's, but it's tough to talk about yourself. I'm sure that's one of the harder. But parts my of... consultants yelling at me saying, yeah. "You got to do it, John. Yeah. You got to do it." <laughs> So I am, and, and because it, it, it's just, I'm just trying to be honest that, that, you know, because I am proud of it. It takes a long time to build up a reputation as a good lawyer and a professional, a civil lawyer, you know, and you can burn it down with one bad, right. one bad pleading, you can right. burn it all down. So, right. so I'm proud of, of what I've been able to accomplish over 25 years. Well, that's awesome. I really appreciate you coming by. Uh, thank um, you, Josh, so uh, much. Amidst all this craziness, I have no idea, you know, your kids are in a different age bracket, but. Um, we're trying to figure out what's happening in the fall now with school. Um, Difficult, my friend. Well, I, I'll tell you what, that my wife having to do homeschooling every day of the week. It's difficult. 
super tough, super tough. We've actually, a number of parents have talked about if the school gives us the option to do remote, having five parents do a class and each parent switch off a day so that the parent only has to do one day a week and we can take the kids to each of the five parents and kind of like a round robin. So they're limiting their exposure to a, a bigger group of people. It's the same people that we kind of know that they're distancing, quarantining, all that kind of stuff, but not having to put that weight on the one parent. Plus, the kids don't kids don't listen to you. I mean, you know, they're your kids. Yeah, they treat you way worse. I always I always ask my daughter, I was like, do you talk to your teacher like that? No, I was like, well, why why would you talk to me like that? So I, I don't understand it. But anyway, it's going to be a challenge, brother. But good luck. Good I appreciate luck. it. And they I turn. They, they, I'm telling you, your kids are going to be 20 and 18. Oh, my daughter's a teenager already. I mean, it's the terrifying. looks on her face, the thing that she oh, she scares the hell out of me. Yeah. My son, I think. <laughs> My son, I think, is going to take care of me. My daughter's going yeah. to push me, push me to the edge. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Before I let you go, though, yes, uh, what's your website? What's your social media? What where people can find you? It's shafinoforjudge.com is the website. I have a a, a pretty good Facebook presence, Shafino for Judge on Facebook. I also do Instagram and Twitter. Um, those are, are fairly active as well. Awesome. Thank you again. Thank you, sir. I right. really appreciate you. Good luck. Good luck.